This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week we're taking a look back on the women's cross-country team's trip to the NCAA Championships with senior co-captain Jessica Wilson. Plus, the basketball, squash, and swimming programs got their seasons underway. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Women's Cross Country competed as a team at the NCAA Championships for the fourth time in program history this past Saturday in Louisville. They finished 19th out of 32 teams, led by senior co-captain Jessica Wilson, who came in 87th out of 280 runners. With students off campus this week, we hopped on the phone with Wilson to recap the Bobcats' trip to Nationals. It was an awesome experience. We had a little bit of flight trouble going there and back, so we ended up actually having one of our flights canceled. So what ended up happening was that the team spent the night in Portland and we all went out to dinner together and that was actually a very sort of relaxing, fun bonding experience because we were able to sort of leave the stressors of school behind and kind of start to focus on the meet. And then by the time we actually got to Louisville, you know, we were very focused and very ready to do well. And considering that we'd already been there before and we'd already seen the course, We felt pretty confident going in, considering that a lot of the other teams didn't have the opportunity, any of the New England teams, to come and compete like we did in the fall earlier on. And so we felt pretty good about that going in. So once we got there, we were pretty focused on what we needed to do, and we were pretty excited for the opportunity. And so overall, I would say the experience went very well. I understand it was pretty cold there in the low 40s with some high winds, so how does that affect you as a runner when it's so windy like that? Yeah, it was it was kind of funny because we flew into Louisville and it was about 75, 78 degrees the day before the race, and obviously not what we're accustomed to up in Maine, and so that was a bit of a shock. The following day it dropped to 42 degrees with about 15, 20 mile an hour winds, which ironically is what we're more accustomed to, and so... I think that coming from New England, our team was actually very prepared for that. And basically all we did in the race to, that was different than normal was, you know, we wore leggings and some warmer attire, some gloves. But I would say it really didn't affect us at all. I think, if anything, it probably affected the Southern teams more since we were so accustomed to it. And then the season is a bit of a grind, right? So, I mean, obviously at the end of the year, everyone's pretty tired. Everyone's been training throughout the year. And so how, how as a captain, do you you know, talk to your teammates about, you know, being able to, like, kind of persevere through, you know, trying to get through this last race. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the cross-country season is, you know, very long because we start training in June, so we have three months of training and then, you know, two and a half months of racing. And so it can be a lot on our bodies and our minds. And I think that, you know, what we've really been trying to do the last probably month, month and a half is just really – try to emphasize getting a lot of sleep, getting a lot of rest, you know, drinking water, trying to be pretty smart, you know, make safe decisions. And I think our team has done an amazing job of that. We've had practically zero injuries. And if anyone has gotten sick, it's been sort of, you know, small colds, nothing too major. And so we really, you know, had luck on our side, but I would say our team was also very smart in preparing for this long season. And so, you know, when we got to regionals, we were all obviously – quite tired, but um, the prospects of going to nationals really kind of continued to propel us through and give us the motivation to keep carrying on. And then, 
you know, going to nationals, we even warming up the day before, we, we could all feel it in our bodies that we were almost done. But, you know, at that point when you have one more race left and it's for me and my co-captain Molly, you know, it's our last race of senior year for cross country. You know, we, we all gave it our all no matter what we had left. And it was kind of nice knowing that, you know, that was the last ditch effort and now we all have a week off. So it's pretty, pretty satisfying. <laughs> At the end there. Take us through what was going through your head when you crossed the finish line, because it is your last cross-country race, at least. Yeah, yeah, mostly just pain and trying to stand <laughs> upright, <laughs> to be honest. Right. Um, yeah, when you cross that finish line, it's kind of a bit chaotic because everyone around you is sort of, you know, trying to remain upright, and a lot of girls are passing out or <laughs> crawling around on the ground. Um, it, it's kind of really like a battle scene, to be honest. And so really what I tried to do is, you know, I tried to sort of compose myself and then look around for my other teammates and make sure that they all kind of get out of that chaotic scene okay. Because it can be pretty overwhelming when you finish racing and you have no energy left and you look around and it's like, you know, all of these girls are passed out around you. Mostly what I tried to do after races is just try and sort of collect the team and make sure everybody's okay and everybody's still left standing. And I think, you know, when we all finished, we were just so exhausted that it, it was just really sort of reassuring to find each other and to give each other hugs and say, we're done. You know, we're, one of my younger teammates, Sarah Rothman, who's a sophomore, she just kept smiling and just saying, we're done. We finally did it. We're finally <laughs> done. And it was just, it was just so reassuring um, and very, you know, rewarding to be able to race in that final race. So, you know, some of us were happy with our performances. Others felt they could do a little better, but I think ultimately everyone was just so proud of how far we had each come and come as a team. And so it really just made it that much more rewarding finishing at the end altogether. Excellent. Well, last question for you then. Any other thoughts on, you know, looking back on your cross-country career here at Bates, any other thoughts on, you know, what it meant to you when it's all said and done here? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, before the race, we all kind of meet up in the, in the hotel room and we talk about sort of how we're feeling about the race and sort of our goals for the next day. And, you know, something that cross country has really shown me is that when you have this type of support system and when you have, you know, strong coaches, it can really transform your college experience. And so as I look back on my past experience, I know that it's really changed who I am as a person and made me a stronger person. And now looking at my younger teammates, um, who I see, you know, maturing and strengthening and, they begin to do things and say things that just really impress me um, and make me really proud to be their teammate. It's really, really an incredible group of girls, and it's an incredible experience to be able to share with seven or eight other girls. And so I think that, you know, looking back on cross country, it's probably been one of the highlights and probably one of the most formative things that I've done in college and had the opportunity to do. So definitely bittersweet, but it's it's also very exciting because we now get into track so, um, you know, one thing ends and another thing begins. Just looking forward to the track season. It should be good. Jessica Wilson, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here on the Bobcast to recap nationals for the women's cross-country team. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. The end of the cross-country season means that we can officially wrap up the fall sports season and move straight into winter sports. Some Bobcats have already earned awards for their performances this fall. Senior Captain Mark Upton of the Bates football team is a 2016 recipient of the Gridiron Club of Greater Boston's Swede Nelson Award for Divisions 2 and 3. Upton is Bates' first ever recipient of the Swede, which is given annually to one player from a Division 1 program 
and one player from Divisions 2 or 3. Upton was also a first-team All-NESCAC selection on defense, and senior captain Trevor Lyons earned second-team All-NESCAC honors. Sophomore punter Justin Foley earned second-team All-NESCAC honors as well. In women's soccer, Olivia Amdor earned second-team All-NESCAC honors, and senior Chandler McGrath was a first-team All-NESCAC selection in volleyball. Now let's get into winter sports. The women's basketball team and Bowdoin co-hosted the Graff Memorial Classic this weekend in memory of the late Bates head coach, Marsha Graff. On Friday, the Bobcats fell to Norwich 55-39 before hosting an exhibition game against Central Maine Community College and alumni Jim on Saturday, winning 60-54. We caught up with head coach Allison Montgomery after Saturday's win. Well, Coach, Central Maine Community College, a team you're obviously not used to facing ever because they're not even, you know, Division Three coming in here to Alumni Gym. You get the victory. Uh, what were your initial impressions of this uh, game for you guys and the tournament in general? I mean, this I knew this was going to be um, a really nice challenge for us because, I mean, first of all, Central Maine is nine games into their season, um, and that just that makes a huge difference, I think, and just their style of play, the way that they press and play really up-tempo and they play a ton of kids. Um, so it's just a different style than we see um, really for most of the year. Um, so just those two things and I think coming off just a really, really tough performance last night um, where we could not throw the ball in the ocean. Um, just, you know, I think those three things, I just, I knew what kind of challenge it was going to be. And, you know, they're right down the road, so they're a rival in that way, and I knew they'd bring fans. And so I just, I knew it would be, there'd be a whole host of challenges, yeah. On Friday, a little bit of a tough shooting night, but tonight a bounce back, so it's good to yeah. see the uh, ball go in the bucket a little bit, right? Yeah, it is, and I just think, you know, I mean, yesterday was a tough combination of a lot of things, but I think a lot of it was our team just kind of needed to relax and play. They were so tight yesterday um, and then we lost our confidence really early on and then just could not get it back so um, I thought yeah they just relaxed played together um, just had better chemistry saw some first years get a lot of playing time yeah. uh, Christophe and Kennedy what were your impressions of them yeah super happy with just their composure I mean Carly gave us a ton of confidence um, just being a capable ball handler in the backcourt we needed somebody else I mean Bernadette played the whole game they pressed us the whole game, um, and so to have someone who was just making good decisions with the ball was huge. And same with Kelly. Like, she's just, um, you know, smart, I think really composed for a freshman, and I think got some valuable minutes. And obviously it looked like in this game, obviously, Bates dominated the boards. Oh, yeah. Allie, Allie had 21 foot rebounds, yeah. but turnovers were an issue because oh. of that press. Is that right. something you're going to be working on a lot in practice, breaking the press? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they they, uh, they force an average of 37 turnovers. So, I mean, and we have a team goal of um, not having more than 15, so obviously that's more than we want. Um, and they just, you know, they went on some stretches where they got a couple in a row. So, absolutely, it's something that we, we focus on all the time, whether we're being pressed or not, um, and something we prepared for a lot. Um, but I'm just glad that you know it didn't sort of tip that scale and cost us the game <laughs> all right coach thanks so much thanks Aaron the men's basketball team played a thriller in their season opener falling to DeSales 71 to 70 in overtime on Friday in Worcester Massachusetts the Bobcats were able to force overtime on an improbable Marcus Del Pesh three-pointer to beat the buzzer in regulation it was the first made three-pointer of the big man's career then on Saturday Malcolm Del Pesh scored 20 points hauled in 10 rebounds, dished out three assists, blocked two shots, and recorded one steal to lead Bates to an 83-63 win over Sal Regina. He had tallied 16 points and nine rebounds the night before, averaging 18 points over the course of the two games. For his efforts, Malcolm Del Pesh is our male Bobcat of the Week. 
Well, Malcolm, first of all, I want to ask you about the shot your brother Marcus made to force overtime on Friday. The first three-pointer of his career. What was your reaction when that shot went in? I think my reaction to that wild shot was like everyone else in the bleacher then on our bench. So it was just kind of just craziness, almost disbelief. Cause like we had a play set up, and it wasn't for Marcus to shoot, but he shot it, and he cashed out on it. So that was really, really just shocked. But like we were, like I said, we're all just happy that that shot went in, and that we got a chance to play some more basketball. The first game of the season ended up being a tough overtime loss, but you were able to bounce back the very next day with a nice victory. What did you guys talk about in terms of adjustments from one day to the next? Uh, I think like the main thing uh, that we talked about between those two games was just like putting together a full 40 minutes. Uh, the, obviously, the first half uh, for the first game we didn't play as strong, but then we actually in the second half we held the team to like was 16 points or something like that, 20 around 20 points compared compared to the first half where they score a lot more. So like we just try to focus on putting together a full 40 minutes, which is what we for the most part were able to do in the second game, which ultimately led to our success. Uh, just like making sure we communicated, we played. We were definitely playing a little bit slower and a little bit more tentative. And I feel like uh, we were just getting outworked a little bit in the first half of the first game. But uh, we definitely came just emphasize just putting together and putting like I said, put together a whole 40 minutes, which was really critical in our success for the second game. For you personally, last year the offense really ran through Mike Bornazian, and now he's graduated. So what do you see as your role this year on offense? Uh, I think for for me, like my main goal is to be more aggressive, and uh, like we're looking to get the ball inside a lot more this year. So our, our coach and our team is relying on us, on me, not not just myself, but me and my brother, as well to just really become uh, be able to produce on offense. So like being able to maybe passing up some passing up some passes and looking to be more aggressive on offense, and like being making sure that we can put some points on the board. Uh, like you said, like obviously we, last year we played through Mike, but this, with the lineup that we have this year, we have to be willing to step up to the plate, and uh, that's something that we're looking to do. And I think that we did a good job this good job of this weekend. Yeah, this is the beginning of your senior season. What have you and Marcus talked about in terms of your goals for your last year as a Bates Bobcat? I have a couple of personal goals, but like definitely uh, in general, just not leaving leaving nothing in a holster. And I think that's just like a. That's just a tribute to like being a senior. Uh, I think that that's something that most senior uh, basketball players or athletes overall try to embody, like whenever they're going into their final season of whatever sport that they may be playing. But really, just like leaving nothing to chance and taking advantage and trying to make the biggest impact. Like uh, we've always talked about how we've seen the worst and we've seen our best. Like we came coming from the Sweet 16 uh, our sophomore year to like getting not even having a postseason last year. Uh, we definitely realize that we definitely are going to be a very impactful uh, dynamic duo, like me and my twin, Marcus. Uh, we're going to be a very dynamic duo and very critical to the team. So we have to just embrace that and just making sure that we're able to produce to whatever on offense and on defense or whatever facet we can we can be. So Over the summer, you can't be coached by John. So what were you and your brother working on the most this offseason? My brother was in Boston uh, for the summer. I was in Delaware. But for for myself specifically, I can say that something that I was really working on was uh, mostly in the being in the weight room. I would definitely just live if I wasn't working at my internship or 
helping helping Ryan Hauser being with friends, I was in the weight room, uh, like at least every every day over the summer. And then I was just working on post moves, uh, definitely like trying to get a tighter get a get a tighter, more comfortable feel on my hook shot. Was I feel like I had a pretty good, especially in the second game. I feel like the shots were falling, and also working on my mid range game a little bit, because I know that you have to be you have to something that's probably that I feel like has held me back in the past couple seasons just been having like kind of like a one trick pony. So being able to diversify my game a little bit, obviously like sticking to my bread and butter, which has always been within the block. But if I could uh, spread out the spread out the defense to become a, a threat beyond the block, then that's obviously that's obviously valuable, and I feel like that's definitely helped a little bit in the past two games. The home opener for the men's basketball team is this Tuesday. The students are still on break, but when they do get back, alumni gym can get very loud. Tell us a little bit about that home court advantage you guys enjoy. Yeah, it gets very loud. That's one of the beauties of alumni gym. Uh, it's small. It may be one of the smaller gyms uh, in the NESCAC, but it's also one of the most loudest and the most uh, probably has the most energy. That's something that most others, like, I think a lot of people agree, like it's, it's the energy there that's not common for other schools where you could like, uh, other schools you may have a big gym, but if you're only getting like 200 people, 200 people in a big gym, it's just not as loud. But if you get 70 people in alumni, it sounds like it's all, you're at a concert. So it's a definitely different energy. Excellent. Well, Malcolm, thanks for taking the time to join us on the Bobcast. And congrats again on being our male Bobcat of the week. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. The Bates squash programs hit the road for the start of their seasons this past weekend. The number 17 nationally ranked men's squash team dropped a match to number one Trinity on Saturday, but came back Sunday with a 9-0 victory over Connecticut College to begin their season 1-1. One one. Meanwhile, the number 16 nationally ranked women's squash team took down Mount Holyoke 9-0 on Friday before falling 7-2 to number three Trinity on Saturday. Sophomores Katie Bull and Molly Brooks won matches at the number seven and eight positions respectively against the Bantams. Then Bates beat Connecticut College eight to one on Sunday to start their year two and one. Bull and Brooks are both three and oh on the year and for matching her win total from her first year on campus in the first week of her sophomore year, Katie Bull is our female Bobcat of the week. First of all, Katie, last year you were thrown to the fire right away at the number three position what was last year's experience like for you in your first year of collegiate squash? Last year was amazing. I loved playing high up on the ladder and got some great experience in playing against great players from every school. And I was so lucky to get to work with the other top players, um, Christina Alexeva and Vicky Arjun coaching me every week. It was a great experience. Great. And then um, what made you come to Bates uh, to f play college squash? What was the biggest attraction to come up here to Maine? Well, I really wanted a good balance between academics and a serious squash program. And Bates has always had that image for me. And both of my parents also went to Bates, and my dad played squash here as well. And so it was almost a homecoming for me, which is great. That is pretty cool. So what did, what did your dad tell you about his squash experience back in the day? Well, he, uh, he transferred the program from being a club sport to a varsity team. So the development of the program itself has always been important for us. And growing up, we, it'd be an exciting weekend to come and, and get to watch uh, the Bates teams play um, when they were near, near us in Boston. And so that's always been 
really exciting for me. Excellent. So this was kind of a no-brainer for you, right? I mean, you grew up watching these teams play, right? I mean, did, did you always envision yourself one day being a member of the Bait Squash program? I did. <laughs> it's <laughs> been a dream come true to get to actually play. <laughs> sure, absolutely. And then this weekend was a great one for you going 3-0 and over the weekend. What did it mean to you to beat a player from Trinity? Because as someone who knows squash, you know Trinity with all their history and whatnot. What did that win in particular mean to you? Oh, that was crazy. It's been unbelievable to get to both, like, it's so exciting to just play Trinity and then and being at their home facility with it's so much excitement and the whole team is always just so excited to play them and everyone was playing very well. Um, so both me and our number eight, Molly Brooks, had great wins over the Trinity players. Um it was we were both just playing very well, um, and it really ups our level of play, which is great. I know last year, obviously, um, it was a great experience for you. In terms of the wins and losses, there was obviously some adjustment period for you, and so it must be nice to start this year with three straight victories, right? How did you maintain, like, the positive attitude last year through some, you know, through some struggles initially, I guess? Well, last year, I was just – I was so excited to play players of the caliber, that I was up against and every week, every day, just improving my game, playing with people who are better than me. And that just always kept me going. Now at the number seven position, these first few matches so far, do you feel like it's a good fit for you so far? I mean, obviously everyone wants to play at the highest position possible, but it seems like you found a nice uh, comfortable fit so far this year. Yes. So coming in, to this season with the experience from last year I just feel like a much stronger competitor and I'm now I'm ready to go in there and and get some wins um with the extra knowledge I have of the game and confidence to play at the collegiate level it's it's been a great fit so far you know looking forward this year what are some of the goals the women's squash team has talked about in terms of uh, what you all want to achieve this season aside from Trinity, we want to be the top team in the NESCAC and improve our performance at team nationals at the end of the season. And we've, the whole team is working very hard. We have great leadership from our captains, Emma Dunn and Charlotte Cabot, leading us through practice every single day. Uh, we have some great new talent from the freshmen on the team, and it's looking very good for us so far. Excellent. Yeah, tell us about the captains. Obviously, Charlotte and Emma were both captains last year as well. What have you learned from them? So they've taken us through a great preseason training regimen. We've done some hard work in the in the gym, both lifting and running, uh, some of the best preseason training uh, that I've ever done. And we all feel very prepared and um just well, yeah, the captains have introduced us, and the team is so young that they've really prepared us to go into the matches with the confidence and focus that we need to do well. Now, last question for you. Get a little bit of time here until your first home match of the year, December 2nd against Bowdoin. Obviously, Bowdoin, a big rival for you all, right? I mean, how excited are you for the first home match of, of the new season coming up? Oh, we're unbelievably excited. We 
we just want to crush Bowdoin. Last year, <laughs> we unfortunately were not able to beat them when we had our away match there in early in the season. And so by the end of the season, we we just had our energy focused to crush them, and, and we were able to. So we were coming into this season with a victory over them, and we just want to assert <laughs> our, our victory over them again this time. Sounds like a plan. Katie, thanks so much for joining us here on the Bobcast, and congrats again on being our female Bobcat of the Week. Thank you very much. The swimming and diving programs got their seasons off to a great start this weekend. Both the men and the women traveled to Wesleyan on Saturday and Trinity on Sunday. The Bobcats swept both dual meets in fairly dominating fashion. The women won 15 out of 16 events against Wesleyan, while the men won 10 out of 14 swimming events. Then, junior Teddy Pender set a Trinity pool record in the men's 50-yard breaststroke on Sunday, and first-year Janika Ho set a Trinity pool record in the women's 100-yard butterfly. We'll have a full swimming preview with head coach Peter Casares next week on the Bobcast as they prepare for the main state meet. We'll also be sitting down with squash head coach Pat Kosker to look ahead to the Bobcats' first home match of the season. Plus, we'll recap how the basketball teams do over the Thanksgiving break. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my brother, my brother.